Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. You have tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio, the most incendiary show on these airwaves. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm, of course, Clay Edwards, coming at you live in the Clay Edwards Show Facebook group studios. <laughs> I've, got my, <laughs> I've got my friend and yours, y'all's favorite white liberal, Jacksonian himself, Mr. Sean Yurtkaran. Good morning, Sean. everyone. Good morning, brother. Man, Sean, I got to tell you a quick funny. Yeah. My dad called me. I hadn't talked to him in a couple of weeks. Shame on me. But he called me a couple nights ago. And uh, my dad put, my dad is the most honest person in my life. And, <laughs> you know, mama will pat you on the back every now and then. My dad going to be honest. And yeah. uh, he said, well, you let that boy whoop your butt pretty good the other day. Mm-hmm. Talking about you. Oh, me? What did I do? I whipped your butt? Uh, he, said, he, said, he said, yeah, you know, you, you, let, you let him whoop you for about the first hour. He goes, in that his friend or whatever called in. He was like, Jerry? I said, like, they're not really My friends. My friend. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said he, Jerry turned the tide there, but he said, he said, he said, Sean whooped you for that first hour. He said, so, you know, he, I think, he, you know, we were talking about the Clintons or something, right? You were digging past my past the point where I, before I gave a damn. Okay, that's where it was. All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not saying you can't. Not, not saying I still won't lose modern modern day battles, but you, you definitely. You well, definitely, you know stuff like yesterday. Would you send me that video? I didn't even know who that guy was. Andrew until, Tate. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 that's where my you know Achilles heel is. I don't know. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. So yeah. my dad is as is, is conservative as it gets, and he's like, you let that old boy whoop your butt. <laughs> well, I mean, you get to whoop on me most days. I was so. like, well, I, I said, you know, I said, I knew it too when it happened. Uh, okay. You know, like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even realize that like, I was just talking about. Every now and then you know when you lose a round. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think we were talking about the Clintons or something. Mm-hmm. and uh, Yeah, that's, you know, the Clintons are just one of my things. And not that I like the Clintons or necessarily just a big Clinton fan, but I just think it's a good example of you know, both sides and the attacks when people, like the Clintons are like what the right hates, right? It's just like, I hate the, I think they hate the Clintons more than they do Obama. Obama. Like they're just like I really hate the Clintons are just like the epitome of right hate, whereas T- Donald Trump is the epitome of like left hate. You know, yeah, like that's but a, they still never indicted him. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, they didn't. Yeah, that's know, right. Yeah, they I didn't. Mean, that's true. Yeah, at they the end of the day. Yeah, that's at the end of the day. You know, and I, I'm not going to change my mind on this because I don't want to be a hypocrite. Because it's easy to get caught up in the moment. I don't. I don't think they should have. Nor do I believe that they they should indict Trump. I believe that was you know you, you're a former. Uh, prosecuting attorney, yeah, assistant DA. Isn't there some kind of average? Don't like we all commit two an average like two and a half felonies a day and don't even know it. <laughs> Probably right, but yeah, you know, there's some, there, there's some taxes, wild, you know. Yeah, there's some wild number out there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I imagine when when you're that high up in government, probably everything you do in reality is 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 a felony. Yeah, and for all of them. 
Some of it blatantly. God knows, right? What they've yeah. all, like, if we just knew what they all were doing, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, some of it blatant, some of it, mm-hmm. you know, ignorant. But uh, anyway, so I, I was going to throw that out there. Dad said you put my butt. <laughs> okay, well. But, uh, I was, uh, I didn't even know what was going on. I just, uh, was talking about it. I said the Clintons are just one of my things, man. I get on that, I get on that soapbox with what happened to Bill Clinton. I guess probably the way you feel about, you know, what's going on with Trump, yeah, though. Absolutely. I mean, and that just, yeah, it just, it just boils my blood when they're like, oh man, well, like, uh, you know, it was a, it was an intern. I <laughs> mean, give me a break. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just an intern. Like, yeah. And, uh, um, I, okay. I want to, since speaking of nasty things at the White House, mm. let me say this real quick, and then we're going to start there. Let me do a little housekeeping real quick. I started a Facebook group yesterday, or a day before yesterday. I'm trying to get y'all in it. You just go search Clay Edwards Show. It is going to be the most toxic incendiary place <laughs> on the internet, according to Sean. Is Kim Wade going to join us in there? Or is I, he it gonna... had to be with that fake profile that he uses, because I don't think he has a Kim Wade one anymore. <laughs> but uh, okay. we'll, we'll have to... I want y'all to, you got to go join it. It's a private group. Um, <clears throat> apparently, you can't not allow people to post anonymously, but I can delete the post. Oh, okay, cool. So if you post anonymously, I'm going to delete the post. Uh, you're going to have to bring your sack with you to, to, to be a part of this group. So, But please go search it. I haven't set up any uh, questions to ask. I, just, uh, I look at your profile. If it looks real, you're in. You know? You know, speaking of Kim Wade, right, we were talking about, you know, how he's, he does that group text with us and stuff now, and we were talking, um, he and I work out together over at CrossFit Fondren, and the other day we were working out, and we were talking about all these Trump indictments, and just like we do at lunch, you know, and, and uh, he made up a good point that, you know, something that I thought was a really good point. He said that, uh, he said, you know, at the end of the day, Americans love an underdog, and he's like, that's what's starting to, with all this pile on. That's what, and I said, that's always been my kind of political fear, you know, like as a Democrat, I'm like, God bless, man, it's making him to like a martyr almost. Well, his, his, his approval know? rating shot through the roof. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, Kim was saying that. He was like, you know, I mean, you're just going to make him into an underdog. You're making him to an underdog. You're giving him that where everybody's starting to feel sorry for him. And think about, and I thought about this in the car uh, after that conversation with him, Clay, and tell me what you think about this. Has anybody ever felt sorry for Donald Trump until now? Like in his whole life, like he's always been at the top of everything he did. You know, he's mm-hmm. like real estate and TV shows, and he's been the successful guy. I don't know that he's ever been in an underdog world. Got Melania, right? He got yeah. He's got you know. Then, I mean, I mean he's, no argument. She is. I mean, I guess you could you could possibly make an argument for Jackie O, right? You know, in that time and space, but modern era, hands down, the most attractive first woman ever. I mean, again, you can make an argument with Jackie. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm but, gonna, yeah, right. I know what you're saying. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. I mean, flip for a sure. coin. One of the two most attractive first yeah. women ever. Sure. And I, I just say that to say we don't know I, what Abigail Adams really looked I like, and there's bad. some paintings, right? True I guess enough. we can't tell. You know, I don't feel bad for Donald. I had never felt bad for Donald. Yeah, Trump. That's what I'm saying. Like Donald's yeah. like had a pretty like you know good life, right? I mean, he started out really young in, in real estate. He was part of that USFL thing, and then those like said so the TV shows, casinos, all those things. He's always been. You know, this huge, big personality. Everybody, since we were kids, has known who he is. I think you and I were talking about on Facebook, like, who were the two most famous athletes in the 80s, right, the other day? And I said, um, I, it, you were talking about Hulk Hogan. I said, Hulk Hogan and Michael Jordan were probably the most famous athletes of the 1980s, right? Like, Absolutely. Like, everybody knows who both of those people were. Yeah, I mean, who, who would be a third? Well, let me finish your thought. Well, I'm just saying, like, Donald Trump's kind of like, like that. Like, he just, he was, everybody, you know, he was in Home Alone, and everybody's known since we were kids who the guy is. Mm -hmm. And so he's never been in an underdog role. I guess in 2016, he was the underdog to win. He was in Wall Street, too, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Or, right. there, or, or you know, or there was a character loosely based on him in Wall Street. Or I swear mm. there was a scene with him in Wall Street because it, it was. I can't remember. I think you're right, I, actually, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think so. 
Anyway, but yeah, he, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's been in the lexicon mm-hmm. since the late 70s, especially going into the early 80s with a helicopter that had Trump on it and, right. you know, and everything, flying over New York. He is like a pop the, culture guy, right? Lifestyles of the rich and famous, yeah. you know, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so he's never been in this underdog role, except for, like you said, 2016, nobody thought he was going to win anyway. But I wouldn't have called him an underdog in that area. It just it was almost like this campaign's kind of ridiculous. There's no way he's going to win, right? This time around... It's like he has won before, and he can win, and now you're making him people feel sorry for him. And I feel like that's something, a situation that nobody, everybody's always, he's always had that kind of personality where, you know, you either hate him or you love him, right? And, and now... And we've also learned how to ballot harvest on our side now, too. <laughs> right, there you go. Right, I saw something about that on the news this morning, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but now you've created him where there's people out there like, man, you know, I may not really like him, but I feel kind of bad for him. Like, this is getting, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I don't think he's ever been in that position before. So, I think that's going to be what Kim was kind of saying. I think it's going to be interesting how that plays out. You know, unknown texture on the Guns of Gear text line says, back in the day, he was a Democrat, and they loved him. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was a Democrat up until 2015. He was he's a, was pro-choice. I mean, he was, you know, he was a... He, got, he clearly got saved. Touched, touched, when he was 70, touched, right? Touched by the hand you know? of God. I wouldn't call that light. saved. I'd call it politics. Somehow, he uh, decided once he was 70 years old that he was... You know, pro life. All right, so <laughs> you know, I I, I want to jump on this, yeah, because I don't want to forget. Um, Guns and Gear text line seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four. I will get to more of your texts today, and the phone line. If you want to call in, agree, disagree, argue, tell us we're idiots. Six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. Sean, mm. um, something that I look, man, I socially. For the most part, I'm rather liberal. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I, 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 I'm cool with. You know, mind my business. You mind, you mind yours. I'll mind mine. Um, somebody's got to pull the tighten the rope up a little bit on this transgender nonsense. Did you see the guy that showed his man boobs at the White House? I just saw that this morning, but I haven't. I didn't really. I just saw it pop up on my feed. I mean, I. It, I refuse, what was, what's I, the deal behind that? I, mean, I, mean, I just I, saw it. I read, I read the little blurb. That I mean, was there's it. really nothing, and there's really nothing. I mean, nothing special about it except the fact that you, you tell us it ain't about you know. You tell us it's about you being you, and we keep telling everybody it's about them being nasty and overtly sexual and all this other stuff mm. and inappropriately sexual. <clears throat> now I know that since since I refuse to call him a woman, those aren't boobs; they're moobs. But if you're gonna, but if you're trying to tell me that you're a woman, when is it appropriate for women to walk around with their boobs out? Much less at the White. Come on, this is the White House, right? Yeah. I mean, there's just there's just a you can do all the weird, freaky stuff you want to do, but there's got to be in the Oval Office too, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, there's behind, my Clinton example behind closed doors. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, there's got to be a line in the sand. And there were kids at that dang event. They keep telling mm. us we well, don't do it at the for the kids. You just did it at the kids in front of the damn president. Um, you know, what makes me think about that video that I'm glad you got me to watch that last night, by the way, that Andrew Tate thing. It's really good. It was good. very I, good. I picked and, back up on the whole one and I'm about whole, I'm about an hour and a half in now, but it's going to be my watching stuff for the week. And I will send this Andrew Tate, Patrick, bet David interview to anybody that wants it. Yeah. Cause you could drop that in the Facebook group or something. I guess so. Right? That, that's a great point. That's why I started it up. I'm going to put the link to that YouTube video. There's two different ones. Well, there's the whole one that's four hours long. And then there's a 20 minute one talking about religion. And on the other That's side the one of this, I watched, right? The one yeah, about religion. Yeah, it is. And on the other side of this break, we're going to get into that. And they brought up a great point. And I'm going to kind of tease, go into the break with this. 
Andrew Tate was a, was an atheist. And I'm I'm not going to get into who Andrew Tate is. Most people that listen to the show probably know. If not, Google it. Um, and Patrick Bet David's a dude that's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Very successful businessman that started a podcast. It's one of the best out there. He's been on Rogan and so on and so forth. He's an immigrant that came here and has done very well for himself. Mm. And uh, we need more like him. But uh, <clears throat> he uh, Tate was not religious. He was an atheist, admitted. And he decided, you know, that he didn't want to be an atheist no more, basically. But he got to talking about the difference in Christianity and and Muslims. And one of the things that got brought up in that conversation was that you have to have some tolerances with religion. I mean, not intolerance. Mm, that's what he said, yeah. You, yeah, you, gotta, you have to have some, you know, this is my line, you can't break it. And Christianity has gotten away from that where Islam has not. And 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 then one of them said something that really struck me. Said that Christians get called far right all the time, mm-hmm. but really Christianity has turned left of center, where Islam is inarguably. It's always been far, far right. right. I mean, they're throwing acid on women, kind of far yeah, right, right? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, that's that, like no, in Pakistan. You see and, that kind of stuff. And I'm right? I, I am not. Um, I'm not uh, condoning that. Right, yeah, sure. No, I'm just you saying, know, like, they're, you know, yeah. they're all the way like, out. You wonder what the, far yeah. right is. Yeah, yeah, they're you know, all. Look at what they do. I mean, they throw gays off rooftops. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're rough. They're rough, they're rough, they're rough folks. I mean, on that kind of stuff. But, yeah. so, just, just, y'all marinate on that for a minute. When we come back, I want to peel the onion back with Sean on this and, and talk about it a little bit. The Guns in Your Text line, 769-241-1944. The phone line, 601-879-0000. Two, and be damned if I talked to Sean yesterday and I said, yeah, man, I told him about changing the Save Jackson name to just Clay Edwards. I said, man, Capitol Police have just done their job. I ain't got nothing to talk about no more. And lo and behold, man, all hell breaks loose in Jackson yesterday. Yeah. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. we got two hours here, seven to nine. We'll be right back. What if I told you I have finally found a dependable, trustworthy person for all of your home remodel and repair needs? Whether you need a deck built, your kitchen remodeled, the whole house repainted, or just a room repainted, new cabinets, anything. What if I also told you that person does not require a material deposit, up to a certain limit, of course? Well, that guy does exist. He's right here locally. His name is Rodney Raider with Next Level Services. They're out of Flowood, Mississippi. They service the whole Tri-County area. You can go find them. They are on the Next Door app and check out all their reviews. Again, they do interiors, exteriors, remodels, decks, kitchens, painting, and more. And the great thing is no upfront material deposit is required. Now, look, be patient with Rodney. The best, always have a, always have a little wait time. And uh, also, it's a 100% satisfaction guarantee. No payment until you are 100% satisfied. You can get in touch with Rodney now at 601-622-2016. That's Rodney Rader with Next Level Services for all of your home improvement and remodel needs. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Clay Edwards Show Facebook group dot com studios. I'm kidding <laughs> about that. I'm just making things up as I go. If you would like to hear your business uh, sponsor these here studios, you can do uh, my show is available or all the shows are available, depending on what your bank is looking like. And uh, we can definitely get you out there and uh, help 
get your business uh, some more customers, loyal, loyal customers. We have the most activated audience of anywhere in this city. I will guarantee you that when 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 WYAB speaks, customers listen. Um, <clears throat> you can ask any of them. That's why I've had so many of the same sponsors since I started the show, and the same for our other guys. So <clears throat> if you ain't scared of a little heat, it's worth it. All right. Um, this segment, speaking of sponsors. Uh, going to be brought to you by my friends and yours over at Patina Hair Studio right out there in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Man, if you're looking to get – I had Tina in here last week. Um, I want to say last uh, Tuesday or Wednesday she came in here and did the show with me. And, man, I learned a lot about the hair business and uh, the, the salon business and whatnot. And I'm going to tell you, um, you need to go out there. You need to check it out. Walk-ins are welcomed, men and women. Uh, women, if it, if I were you – I would probably make an appointment if you're getting, you know, anything more than a cut done. If you're getting your coloring, extensions, anything like that, you know, you're going to want to get an appointment because that's a, that's a process, as you know, a couple hours. I think average around three hours or so. Uh, they also do manicures, pedicures, and more. Get out there, Patina's Hair Studio, and look, they're going to get you a haircut. I forget what she calls the style, the, 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 the style of cutting, but it's so you can replicate this hairstyle at home with ease they're not just doing your hair for the day they're doing your hair for the next month and that's the other thing too the way she cuts your hair you only need one haircut a month uh she says customers will schedule the two-week follow-up and she just tells them, i'll make the appointment but you ain't gonna need it and lo and behold two weeks is there and they don't need it so you can save money by doing it right so get out there to patina hair studio and man, check out those shampoo stations their their massage chair air massage from shoulders all the way to feet while you're getting your hair washed, or ladies, if you're getting your hair colored and it's got a, you know got that set time or 30 minutes or so, uh, you can just do it right there in a massage chair. <laughs> Come on down. They sell great products and stuff, too. So get out there to Patina Hair Studio, right, there, right out there in Ridgeland. Uh, we want to thank Patina, uh, Tina for helping support the show and trusting us with her brand. So let's get out there and show our support at Patina Hair Studio, right in Ridgeland, Mississippi. You can schedule your appointments online at Patina Hair Studio dot com sean let's take a call real quick yep hey you're on there hello hello hey you're on there um hey clay hey sean Thanks. this is neo got a question for you if the i'm like probably 95 percent of america i hadn't read any of the um paperwork or the documents on this trial but if the stuff is right, or if it's proven that what Trump did was wrong, should he be penalized? Should he go to jail? And I continue to listen to the show. Thanks. Thanks. Um, I don't believe so. Because, I mean, it, now, yeah, if if he was, if you want to go to the far ethers of the internet mm-hmm. and say, like, oh, yeah, he was selling nuclear secrets to somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Sure. Then, put, yeah. Put, put him yeah. in the chair. You yeah. know, but... If not, no, man. This is all a bravado thing. I just, uh, I don't, you know. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not for throwing him in prison for this either. By the way, and you and I have discussed this a lot off air. Yeah. And what, what my biggest issue is: why does he just give the documents back? I mean, why didn't he just give them back? Like this is this feels like this feels like a bunch of teenagers arguing over something. You know, at this point where like, like he could just give the doc give the documents back. He shouldn't have had them. Uh, he didn't declass. Apparently, he did not declassify the ones that he did have. Is what according to that. I mean, he could just give them back. That's it. I mean, Pence, I read, and Biden did give theirs back, right? So, like, they did. Obviously it. not if they found them. 
No, I'm just saying, but once they found him, they gave him back, is what I just I read that last night, that Pence and Biden actually gave theirs back. So that was the difference between Trump. He just didn't give his back. Once they found Trump's, he gave them back, too. I think they actually had to do that raid, right? Wasn't what? I mean, I, I'm not 100% sure. Didn't they do the raid well, last they, year I on his they, house? And they kind of they did the same I, thing. He may have gave some back. I'm not, exactly, I, yeah. I, I'm not exactly sure if he gave some back. I know they did a raid and took some. Um, but I think Pence and Biden, from what I read last night, was that they actually like just they, they turned it over once it, once it was caught. So. Gotcha. Let's take another call real quick. Hey, you're on there. Brother Clay, this is Dixon. How you doing this morning? Man, I tell you what, I'm doing better now that I get to hear from Mr. Dixon. Well, God bless you and your guests there this morning. Just have a quick question for you all both. Am I wrong uh, when they raided Mr. Trump's house in Florida? Did they demand that all of them leave the premises and turn off the security cameras in the interim? Yes, sir. Okay. Does that ring a, a send up a red flag to anyone else but me? Oh, no. No, something tells me you're planning evidence when you do that. That's what I'm talking about. And why is it that so many people, well, if he did this, was he wrong? Have you ever thought that maybe the stuff that he took was used to exonerate him and to, to get evidence on the people who made his four years miserable? Has that ever crossed anybody else's mind? I hang up and listen. You guys are doing a yeah. great job. Stay hey, blessed. You too, Mr. Dixon. I don't know about anything about planning or anything i know that he on he's, there's audio recording of him saying that he had these had i don't know which documents i don't think he specifies but he had a document he didn't declassify it that, is that what you read too when mm-hmm. he says that in the recording? okay and what i've read about in the indictment what what uh, jack smith put in the indictment was and it's not it doesn't it obviously doesn't specify it. it is this is you know classified document x and detailed description of the document because they're classified they don't want to put that you know out there obviously and it, but what it is referring to is Defense and weapon capabilities of the U.S. and foreign countries. I got it pulled up here. U.S. nuclear programs, potential vulnerabilities of the U.S. and its allies to military attack, and plans for possible retaliation in response to a foreign attack. So that's what, was, what the documents are concerning, and um, and that's what he that's what he put in the indictment. So I don't know if anything to do with any you know Trump was trying to keep. I don't think he was trying to keep stuff so he'd have something on somebody else. No, I think he was that, keeping souvenirs. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's exactly where you and I totally agree. Yeah. Like, I think this was a trophy for him. He's like, hey, man, look, I got this, you know, document that's talking about the nuclear secrets, and here's the, you know, the, here's a conspiracy behind who really killed JFK. Like, he's like that kind of guy, you know? Like, he likes that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, let's yeah. Let's take a call real quick. Hey, well, before that, you know, like I told you yesterday, to, to the point, and we agree on the Sean really agrees with us on this, guys. Um, But... Trump is a souvenir keeper. Yeah. You know, trophies, kind of like head hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, like a lot of you guys go hunting. Trump keeps his souvenirs, and there's things he likes to keep memorabilia. And I think one of the most telling things to that is that photo from the Mar-a-Lago raid where they have these top-secret documents spread out on the floor. And there's a little box right there with his framed Time magazine covers. <laughs> right, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he keeps that kind of stuff. That, remember there's something that Shaq's Nike? Yeah. He's got that on his desk, like Shaq's first Nike. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, he's just into that kind of stuff. And I'm the right. same way. I like keeping that kind of yeah. stuff. Let's, let's yeah. say, we got two calls on hold here. Let's take a call. Hey, you're on there. Do you got me? Yeah, I got you. Hey, man, look, if I, my memory served me great. They had went one time and looked and told him he needed to put it under better lock and key. Well, he was and working like, with I, the archives and history yeah, folks. That's what I thought, right. And, and, and they, they told him all was well. I still believe he had stuff on them because of the, when they cut the security off, and they, as he mentioned that, of how they throwed all those newspaper clippings and stuff out. Personal stuff and souvenirs that he said that he kept. Shirts, sweaters, stuff that people had sent him. He hadn't even had time to go through all the stuff. 
And I, I believe they would lie on that and not tell us what they found. Because why ain't they told us what Biden had? No, I agree with you, Chris. I mean, it, 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 you can't touch, you can't trust the department no more. Oh, none Just of them. Like with the Hillary stuff, what what's his name stood up there and said, "Well, there's nothing no prosecutor will prosecute. Why not find out?" Yeah, I mean, this is just getting ridiculous. Uh, there, if if you ever wanted to turn a bunch of people into political extremists, this is how you do it. You know, if they want another Waco, if they want another yeah. Ruby Ridge, if they want another Oklahoma City, this is how you make you make people do crazy stuff. Well, Hillary said the other day, if you uh, pull up for this man, you're in a cult, in the Trump cult. And just like the two other networks do not going to say nothing because they said he's going to be lying. What if he just said he's giving up and he's not going to run? They'd miss the biggest news story of the day. Yeah, you know, to your point about a cult, I think the there's not a Joe Biden cult, but there's a leftism, which is a cult. Look no further than the than the trans circus they had at the White House the other day. That is a cult. You know, they banned, that, they banned, they banned that lady from the uh, White House. I just pulled that up. I didn't realize that they banned her. Man. Man, okay, whatever. I mean, you know what I mean. They, yeah. they banned. They, they banned the dude <laughs> they banned from showing her. his thing because they won't let the, uh, the nips free. Yep. I listened yeah. to I listened to his apology video. Oh, terrible. He's like, I support the free the nip movement, but I still covered mine. You're an idiot. Chris, thank you, brother. All right, man. Y'all be safe. Have a pleasant one. You too. Let's take one more call. Hey, you're on there. Hey, Quay. Hey, brother. He'll never see the inside of a courtroom because this, no, that's just going to be over by the time this ever goes. And then he can just pardon himself and be done trying, with it. This is exactly this is trying to make him drop out of the race. Oh well, what's that? What's that? What's that woman's name that looks like a guy from MSNBC? Uh, I can't remember her name. Is that Rachel Maddow. Yeah, Rachel Maddow. Oh, okay. Mad cow. Yeah. She uh she even says something the other day, and not not that Rachel Mad cow, uh, Maddow is the uh the voice of of, of the administration, but she was saying that they should come up with some kind of deal. Where if Trump agrees to not run, they'll drop the charges, which is exactly what we've been telling y'all that they want to do. Yeah, Clay, this is—I don't—I don't know about y'all, but I don't trust the media for nothing. How how, how many thousands of times do they talk about Russia? We even had members of Congress, Adam Schiff, AOC, whatever her name is, that crazy woman from New York, AOC, talking about talking about we got. We got evidence. We got smoking guns, and it all turned out to be BS. Schiff said he saw the evidence. Yeah, he's a nut job. <laughs> I mean, it's just like there's no accountability when these folks lie, and I, on, on both sides. I'm a standard in this country, but I'm telling you, Biden will not be the nominee. It will be Gavin Nunes because why in the world would he go on Sean Hannity? That's like David Duke going to the NAACP. You're not doing it unless you got some plan. Yeah, you know, everybody keeps telling me that was a really good interview. I'm, I'm going to have to go back and watch it. I'm not saying that Gavin, uh, anybody agrees with Gavin, but they just said it was a really good interview. that He, t- yeah. he took all the punches and, uh, and swung back. So I, I'm, I'm interested to go back and, and, and watch it. You can tell this. He's a very intelligent man, just like Obama. I didn't agree with much with him, but he was an intelligent guy. So yeah. was Gavin Nunez. Biden, yeah. Biden needs to be in a nursing home. Let's just tell the truth. He uh, does not know where he's at at the time for what he's doing. Man, there's a picture of him uh, that from that from that trans event when the when the tranny was showing his boobs, moobs, and he's got his glasses down on the end of his nose with his face in shock, and it 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 looks like a cartoon. It's that bad. He's just an 
we we got to get some youthfulness in the White House. We, we do, and, and DeSantis is probably the best answer we got. I'm not ready to go there, but I wouldn't be upset if if he went. But uh, appreciate it, brother. All right, have a good day. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back. We got a lot to unpack after all that. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Cron. We are live on 103.9 FM WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. That is what our U.S. government has been doing to our great, fearless leader, Donald Trump. Breaking rules when necessary. This segment, uh, speaking of rules, is going to be brought to you by our friends down at Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center right there in Crystal Springs, Mississippi. Man, get out there and support those guys and girls at Mercy House Teen Challenge. They, um, they're helping put fathers back in homes and beat addiction and you can help do that by buying a car from those guys. Look, they specialize. I say it till I'm blue in the face. That ten to twenty thousand dollar range is a hard market to satisfy post COVID. Because guys, what got you ten thousand dollars before COVID? It don't get you ten thousand dollars worth of car now. Um, you're more like fifteen thousand dollars, and everything went up about five grand. And uh, man, they have because people donate their vehicles there. They're able to recon them. They're able to do a few things the traditional car lots don't necessarily have the ability to do, and uh, get out there and get them out there at a fair market price. And the, the money made from that goes to uh, they're a five hundred one c three, so the money goes to the charity uh, to the Mercy House Teen Challenge. It's just a good deal, good deal all around. If you're in the market, I've been sending some of my customers down there because it's just not the, the ten thousand dollar price range is not something we mess with a whole lot at Ellis Autoplex, but that's what they specialize in down there. Get down there, see them. You can check them out online, mercyhouseautocenter.com. And, hey, look, if you've got an old car in your driveway running or not, you would like to donate, they'll come and haul it off for you as long as you've got a clean title. Give them a call. They'll go do that. And you get the you get the tax write-off for whatever they sell the car for. That's a win-win there. I mean, it may have only been a $1,000 donation, but if they sell it for 5000 and I'm just using round numbers for the sake of conversation here, they sell it for five thousand. You get the tax write off of five thousand dollars. If you're a ten ninety nine employee like Clay Edwards is, um, that's five thousand dollars real money. They don't have to leave my bank account. So I might get into the car donating business. <laughs> anyway, check them out. MercyHouseAutoCenter dot com. All right, Sean. Let's read some text real quick. Okay. And I do want to circle back to the Andrew Tate stuff. I think this is an important conversation. Uh, that ties all into this LGBTQ stuff. Yeah. Uh, where's my note? All right. Um, Ty says, uh, I love how Sean saw the story about Republicans ballot harvesting, but if you said the same thing about the Dems, he would have said, oh, I, ha- I hadn't seen that. Where is it at? <laughs> and he says, oh, of course you did, Sean. Of course you did. You just read that last night that Biden and all the Dems have their backs, but the Republicans didn't. Of course you did. I kinda, I'm not quite sure where that last one came in at. I think he was trying to say that like that Pence, it wasn't just Democrats, Mike Pence had documents and so did Joe Biden and they returned them. That You can look it up if you'd like. We, we got we got to circle back to Mike Pence being gay at some point. <laughs> yeah, those pictures with him, the leather jacket, you know. That's rough. Was I mean, rough, he's yeah. supposed to be in the Blue Oyster Bar in Police Academy. Right. 
And oh. by the way, I don't have any problem ballot harvesting. You know, if you look at it, if it's I mean, legal, I, I don't, if it's legal, what's the big deal? So somebody, nobody's making up the vote; they're just going to pick up your ballot, right? They're talking about that kind of ballot harvesting. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess they, depends on what what your definition of it is. If they're just going to pick up disabled people's votes, then no, I don't have a problem with that at but all. They filled out for them. Well, then that's different, right? Then of yeah. course that's a problem. I yeah. mean, we'd agree, right? But if it's like you know somebody is an elderly disabled person and people are picking up their ballots, mm-hmm. yeah, that I don't have a problem with. But I mean, if they're filling out, then that's a problem. Well, you know, they'll go in there and say, Trump's going to throw you out of here. If you don't vote. <laughs> well, I mean, doesn't everybody do that, right? It's <laughs> absurd extent. Uh, unknown texter. <laughs> People don't feel sorry for Trump. People are pissed because Democrats can make up lies, literally destroy a man's life and his presidency, and basically this country will with no accountability. Imagine what they can do to that. Imagine what they can do to the average American. Fed now is going to be the Democrats' tool of choice to change this country to their advantage and total control. I need to write that down. Fed now. Y'all have told me about it a couple of times. I think I've heard some stuff about it, but I am not educated enough in it yeah, to, to speak on it. Uh, John says, if they can do this to the president, we stand no chance against them. And that, you know, that is also something I try to tell people to my blue in the face. If they can do it to Trump, imagine what they can do to you. Um, you know, and that's, that's across well, the board. I think the last texture was talking about, like, you know, they're not, people don't feel sorry for Trump. They feel angry. Yeah, his base feels angry, okay? But we're talking about everybody else. What's sure. going to win him the election? And what's going to win him election are independent, suburban women. And those are the people you if, – if I was a Trump voter, I'd want them to feel bad for him. And, they, and that's the, what Kim Wade was kind of telling me the other day, that he's become an inter, underdog to them, not to his base. His base is going to vote for him, whether he could shoot somebody like he said in the middle of, you know, Times Square, and, and they'd still vote for him. It just – I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm. I never believed the whole suburban suburban moms being against voting Biden because they didn't like Trump's mean tweets. I I never got into that. I think that was a lie to cover up the theft of the election. Uh, trying to trying to explain it, try to explain it away. Oh, your suburban moms. I, man, I don't know any white liberal suburban moms. White liberals are, I mean, I mean, not in Mississippi, right? Yeah, well, right, right, I don't yeah, 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 right, right, yeah, not in Mississippi, but I, mean, I think the other, I mean, the Atlanta suburbs, one thing, I think he, um, he killed with, or Biden killed with white suburban women. Yeah. If you look at those numbers out of the um, the counties surrounding Atlanta. Those are probably the ones that were up under the table at the Allstate Arena thing. <laughs> right, yeah. I knew that was coming, right? <laughs> State Farm Arena, whatever it is over there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah. Uh, guys, I appreciate the text. Keep them coming in. 769-241-1944 is the Guns and Gear text line. Uh, real quick, unknown texter said, would would Sean vote for Biden or Trump? We want to know. He's already said he's voting for Biden. We covered this Friday. Yeah. He said, no matter what, he's riding with Biden. I mean, if he's still the nominee, <laughs> which I'm still kind of skeptical about. I mean, I'm not going to have to grieve some of your audience on that. I don't know that, you know, I think you and I were talking about this weekend. Like, I don't know that. I mean, that's a that's a long time from now. And I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I'm not wishing any ill health on the president of the United States. I, I hope he's fine, but he is very old, and that is a concern, I think. Yeah, I, I, I would be, sh- well, nothing surprises me anymore, but I would be really, really surprised if, because here's the deal, right? If, if they keep him in there and he wins again, he ain't finishing. Uh, he ain't finishing the, the next term. Right. You know, I mean, and well, yeah, the, I mean, at that point, you'd be what eighty six or something. Yeah, I mean, at I the mean, end of that his, term, his, his, he's in a cognitive decline, rapid cognitive decline. And do do they really want Kamala? Maybe they do. Maybe we're all overthinking this. Maybe they absolutely want somebody they can one hundred percent control. And and maybe Kamala is that person for them. 
Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't. I don't know. It's. A, I think a lot of it. It's got a lot to do with a lot of things. The, the Republicans have been um, a lot better about building up younger talent, right? There's a lot of. There's a lot of things have, that they've. They've. We, you know, we done, have the last eight years, right? There's younger talent. I mean, there's people like, and I'm going to say younger. I mean, like anybody under sixty. You yeah. know, like you've, there's Chris. Whether you like it or not, Chris Christie's out there. Nikki Haley's out there. Ron DeSantis. Um, and who else? I mean, who else is running? There's just a bunch of Tim Scott, who I think is actually pretty cool, and um, and several others. But the Democrats just don't. They, they haven't done that as well over the years. Where it's just been a it's been a deficiency in the party where they haven't built up as much young leadership. Like if you think about it, the only person in that age group, if we're talking about you know Kamala, obviously would be a candidate. Pete Buttigieg probably. Uh, there's um, I like there's other. Democratic governors that I like very much that are in that age group, but nobody's ever heard of them, like Roy Cooper, Jared Polis, you know, Steve Bullock, who was a former governor of Montana. There's a lot of that, but the Democrats have not done a really good job of propping those people up. Roy yeah. Cooper's a North Carolina governor. Yeah, he's a governor of North Carolina. I mean, it was the same thing kind of with, if you look at it with Barack Obama, it wasn't, in 2008, wasn't Obama's time. He just kind of came out of nowhere. He gave that speech at the 2004 Democratic Convention, mm-hmm. and people kind of heard of him. And it was supposed to be Hillary's time. I mean, that was Hillary's, you know, that was her time to go run for president, right? Yeah. But Obama just kind of just, you know, sneak attacked that thing. And he, wa- he wasn't the one in line. So, I mean, so that's what I'm saying. The Democrats, you know, they usually have somebody that's going to be in line most of the times. And, and, and the, that was one of the times it was. And Obama just kind of came out of nowhere. The young people they have in the pipeline, I don't think resonate. Pete Buttigieg, I just don't, I don't think... I think, yeah. Good I, luck getting black guys to vote well, for Pete Buttigieg. We've, yeah, that's the issue with Pete Buttigieg, right? Because he, actually, I think he's a pretty impressive guy. Like, his guy was just a mayor of a town, a small town in Indiana, and then propelled himself to a, you know, presidential almost front, whatever you want to put it. But then he got to South Carolina, right? And he got like three votes. Yeah. I mean, and so I think, yeah, I agree with you there. I think it's hard for him, um, being, you know, being a gay man in the South, uh, you know, on the Democratic ticket on that force, and it's, it's very difficult for him. So, yeah, I mean, other but other than him, there just isn't a lot of you know really strong young talent they've got in the party. No, there's people. That, of course, I'm a political geek that I know about and that I mm-hmm. like, but nobody else has heard of them. Sure, you know, nobody knows who Seth Moulton is. I mean, I, I mean, it's just people like that 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 aren't out there. Like the Republicans' younger talent is out there. People are talking about them. The Democrats just don't have that. You know, I'm telling you, it, 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 they're gonna they're gonna live to regret the day they let Tulsi Gabbard get off the plantation. You know, I like you know, I was with I like Tulsi Gabbard. I don't know what I know. There was all this like, oh well, she's a Russian, whatever. But I, I don't I actually. I, Anybody I that her. disagrees with them, so, yeah. if you're in politics, you're a Russian asset. If you're if you're a straight white person in the rest of America, you're a Nazi racist bigot. I, I was a big uh, fan I, of Andrew Yang. You remember him? Yeah, I, I love that guy. I think he was great. You know, I I just he couldn't even win mayor of New York. Well, I think yeah, right. I think that you know that's so true. But I mean, I think that was like 2020. It was, well, we're going to do whatever we can to get rid of Donald Trump, and Biden was the good guy for that. Now, that also was sold to us, right, as he's kind of like a caretaker of the office, and then another a, a generation. Unifier. Yeah, or like, well, just I'm going to hold this for four years and yeah. pass it off to another generation. Well, that's not happened, and I think there is some, you know, dissension in the party over that, like who, you know, that he was supposed to be more of a caretaker for the office, and then some younger generation. Now, it couldn't have been, it ended up not being Kamala because she became kind of unpopular, right? So mm-hmm. the Democrats were like, well, we're not going to make her our standard bearer, so who else? And then, of course, once you've become president, guess what? You don't want to stop being president. Well, she is the definition of a diversity hire. I mean, you, oh, you, you're saying, well, you know. But, but he said, I am going, my vice did, president is going that, to be yeah. a black woman. Yeah, he so, did say that. So it doesn't matter. I'm saying she's a very qualified woman, though. I mean, she's a very qualified well, she, woman. Well, she hides her intelligence well. I, 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 she's a terrible 
she's terrible with what they have her doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She is not they a, she is not a dumb person right now. No. I mean, I, look, I even as the most anti Kamala person, you know, on this on this radio station, most likely, um, but definitely on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can sit here and tell you that she did not. I know she. There was some. There's all the rumors about her, you know, sexually favoring uh, her Willie way. Brown and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you right. know, all, all that stuff. I don't think anybody uh, denies that that stuff happened, but she's still an intelligent individual. That's playing dumb on TV right now. I yeah, mean, I mean, she was DA and then Attorney General, then Senator from California, um, and then of course now Vice President. I mean, I think you know, I think Kamala Harris always said this while she was running for president, and even before then, that she's kind of, one of those people that like looks in the mirror and says, you know, I really like myself, and I'm going to be president one day. She's just kind of that person. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back, land the plane for the first hour. We got a whole another hour to go. We're going to circle back to some of our topics we discussed earlier. Andrew Tate and more. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in hour number two of the Clay Edwards Show, live here with my guest, Sean Yurt-Karan. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Watchman Security Services right there in Pearl, Mississippi. But hey, man, they are statewide, so whether based out of it really doesn't matter. Just know they're locally owned. They're locally operated. Tell you a little bit about their history here real quick. Uh, Watchman Security Service, locally owned, locally operated since 1987. Founder and CEO Eric Knight started in the industry back in 1977 with Honeywell. Eric was the was the first certified technician in the state of Mississippi and has held the role as president and vice president of the Alarm Association of Mississippi. Eric is also a certified retired police officer and served on the board of Minimum Standards with a peer review. And nowadays, his son... Uh, is now involved. Nathan is the vice president of operations. He grew up in the industry under his father's leadership, holds many state certifications in the industry. Hey, he's also an FAA drone pilot, so that's pretty cool there too. But look, man, these guys can do everything you want for your home, from a basic security system through Alarm.com as the service provider, all the way up to full cameras, indoor, outdoor, remote gate access, uh, smart home technology, Alarm, thermostats, the whole nine yards, they can do it all there. And look, man, I know I beat this I beat this dead horse a lot with you guys. But in this day and age, with all these George Soros funded DAs, man, if if a bad guy breaks in your house and you have to defend yourself, uh no better way to do it than with a with a uh the cameras in there so they can record what happened and you know, if nothing else, a jury you can't tell them don't believe your lying eyes. You know. So they will will help you out there. That would uh, be the best selling point I can make for investing into some home security cameras inside your home. All right, that's uh, watchmansecure.com, watchmansecure.com. And, uh, you know, I mentioned last week they were hiring, and hey, one of the guys that listened to this show heard that, applied, interviewed with him, and now he's working for him. So, man, we are, we are helping link folks up. If you've got a business out there and you're hiring, uh, advertise on the Clay Edwards Show. We will help you fill that spot. Uh, so get in touch with me, Clay at WYAB.com. But check out Watchman Secure for all your home security, home and business security needs statewide at WatchmanSecure.com. All right, Sean, that was a good first hour. Yeah. <clears throat> Hit a lot of great stuff there. Um, Let's see here. Andrew Tate. Is that what uh, you're yeah, about? Yeah. yeah, I'm going to circle back to Andrew Tate. He uh he brought up a good point. It's actually something I've said on this show a good bit is 
you know, referring to the LGBTQ stuff. And you, you made it. It's like the Island of Misfit Toys, sort of. You know, you just got to put them all together and put them all together. Yeah, it's like you always say on this thing. I, that's where I think we're all actually in complete agreement about it. Like, why are, are the just transgender and gays together? And, like, why is that one group? Right? Yeah, yeah they're not the same thing. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of a non LGBTQ comparison. Yeah, I know. Because being gay and being a guy that cuts your wang off and pretends to be a woman are two different things. Yeah, I mean, or let's just say you're a guy that hasn't gone through the transition and you're just, you know, you're, you're I guess, what do you call it when you're just going out dressing like a woman, and, but you're having transition, pre-transition. Like anyway, I don't, I don't know. Transvestite. But what does that have to, I don't know what that has to do with being homosexual necessarily, unless you, I guess, unless you're like that and you are homosexual. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, well, you know, I, what is Q? I thought Q was queer. Apparently it's questioning. That's the first time, you know, it's funny that interview, so I did not know, so that's what it means, questioning. Okay, I did not, I did not know that until you sent me that interview. And Was that the first time you ever heard that too? Or You know, it's not. It's actually, I had, now that I heard it again, it reminded me, because let's just be honest here. I mean, if we're just being, by the definition of words, lesbian, gay, and queer are the same thing. Right, yeah. I mean, in yeah, essence. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. You know, I guess gay is for men and lesbian is for women. Right. But gay's gay. gay's gay. Yeah. I mean, I mean and, and then queer is a, I, I always thought was a derogatory term. That's what I thought, but. But they yeah. call themselves queers a lot, but black mm-hmm. people call themselves the N-word a lot, too. So, I, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? But, I mean, but you, like, yeah, like he was saying, like he was in the past, like, I don't know why they're all, why, why you know, the T's are with you know, the, the LG, like, I, I don't understand that. Yeah, you know, I actually have a story pulled up here from one of my show preps from last week. Uh, I'll, we'll keep talking while I look for it. But it's actually, it says, are the LG, are the LGs le- leaving the T's? Right. Yeah, I think, did I send you that article that, uh, that he writes several, that Andrew Sullivan wrote? The the English writer? Uh, I believe so, but I don't know if I read it. Yeah, the one where he was talking about, you know, as a gay man, he was concerned that um, that young gay children were being convinced that they were, you know, another sex. Remember that? Trans, I think. That's right. Yeah. Yes. yeah. You know, that, that was something. And if your audience very, very dangerous. Yeah, I mean, very the, dangerous president. Right. Like for the audience to know, Andrew Sullivan is a you know world renowned writer, and uh, he's um he's he's on Bill Maher quite a bit. A lot of other things. He's actually a he's, he's actually used to be a Republican. I think he still is. But um, if anybody wants to look it up, stuff he writes, it's great. And uh, that's one of his issues. He's always talking about. It's like are little gay kids getting pushed the other way? You know, when they're not actually. But they're not actually they're 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 little you know they're they're boys but they're just gay they're not yeah. transgender right that's yeah, what he, that's one of his big issues that he talks about so. like the second any young gay child or teen or whatever says acts feminine right that's what yeah they're, they're, they're trying to say, oh well, you're trans but mm-hmm. aren't you just gay to me it feels very anti-gay yeah and that's what Sullivan says too right that it's like it's it's kind of insulting to to gay people because you're you're assuming that they don't want to be the gender they are, that they're not just gay. Yeah. And then that's, you know, he's like, he was talking about his own experience as a child where, like, he was obviously feminine and, you know, he's a gay man and he was feminine. And he felt like if he was young now, they'd try to tell him he was a woman. And that's and that's why he writes all this stuff. That's why he, you know, goes on these shows and talks about these issues because it, I guess it kind of blends into what Tate was saying and what you're saying about why are these grouped into one group instead of being their own separate, like, for lack of a better term, lobbying groups, right? Yeah. You know, like I've always said, well, I haven't always said, here in the last few years, I've said, well, 
you you say with say with BLM and all that and mm-hmm. the, the the all the the Black Pride movements and all that being lumped right. in with it too is it's the enemy of my enemy is my friend. You know, we all got to. We're, we're stronger as one than a party, even though we disagree with one another. Mm-hmm. We, we agree about this one. We're allowed to agree about this one thing being we don't like Donald Trump. Right. You know, and, and, and we're all jihad well together. But if anybody inside that group says, I disagree with one of those letters of the alphabet soup, they're kicked out of the group. Yeah, which is really interesting thing, you know, in our politics, like, because I think we were talking about this at the break, like, you know, if, um, Issues that affect, let's say, Asian Americans don't necessarily affect African Americans, right? And issues that affect Mexican Americans don't necessarily affect Asian Americans. And so, like, if you, you know, have an issue with, I don't know, maybe, um, I don't know if immigration is a great example. I don't want to get that thing started at all. But, you know, if there's an issue that you have with some group and whatever they're lobbying, it, it's not translated to other groups, right? Or other mm-hmm. ethnic or racial minorities, like, because those are different. So, like, why is this the same? And why is this? Why are they lumped together? And I, again, I like watching that interview. I thought it was a really good point, and I, I know that you, you know, said it on here before. And and I've never, I've never, I never asked myself that before. You're like, why is that? Why are they put together? You know, well, you know, and LG, the whole and to make it non-political per se, the whole LGBTQ stuff has been lumped together for a long time. So mm. this predates any, yeah, any yeah. Trump stuff. So mm-hmm. it, it is like, and then if you disagree with any aspect of it, you're a racist, homophobic bigot. Let's take a call here, real mm-hmm. quick. Hey, brother, you on there? Hey, Clay. Uh, hold on. i got to cut somebody off. I don't know why these lines get crossed. Hey, you're on there. Hey, Clay. Hey. Hey, the problem is, is we're allowing the left to steal the terminology. And when they steal the terminology, it's almost like they get to win the argument. They define I guess what I'm trying to say, we're letting them define the argument instead of us. And they do that by stealing the terminology. So, so use the word gay. Gay has always meant happy. Homosexuality is the actual, the correct term that applies to both lesbians, you know, male or female, that they choose their own gender to have sex with. I mean, the correct word is homosexuality. It's even what the Bible calls it. And, you know, it's just kind of like also calling something an assault weapon. What's an assault weapon? Oh yeah, the, you know the left has uh, been very good at, at, at hijacking words. Just like anytime you say social issues, somehow that's automatically a pro left wing stance. Well, I can. What about the social issues I agree with? You know, I, I was just thinking about that the other day. It's like social issues, social issues. That is a word they have hijacked to say left leaning ideas. Exactly. We just like it, you. Know, we don't need to call them transgenders. We need to call them transvestites. Transvestites. If a man's dressed like a woman. And he still got his thing, or he was born with his thing. He's a transvestite. He is not a transgender, because that's impossible to convert from one gender to another. Just like going back to assault rifle. You know, if someone's trying to assault you with something, it's an assault weapon. If you're trying to defend yourself with that weapon, it is a defensive weapon. Uh, another one I thought about the other day that got thrown in my face was Native American. What's a Native American? It's someone who was born here. I must say, doesn't that make us Native, Native Americans? I'm as Native American as any any guy with a headdress on, because I was born in America. If I was born in in England, I would be Native England living in America. You know, we've got to take our words back, and you know, that's all I'm saying is 
we can't let them define the argument, or we will lose every time. Well, and you know, another great example, and I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a hang up on you. So I can take another call. Thank you for calling, in, brother. Um, another great example, Sean, is the word Antifa. Anti-fascist. Anti-fascist. Yeah. And it, to me, they are the fascists. They're the ones out there doing the biddings of these big corporations that just so happen to agree with their causes. And um, I, I, I find them, the, the, the merger of corporate America and the government kind of working as one, isn't that basically fascism the way I understand it? Yeah, right. And there's a lot of that going on right now with this ESG stuff and all that. Funny and that I, you bring that up, man. I was just talking to Kim Wade about the same thing at the gym. That's what kid, Audience, that's what Kim Wade and I do at the gym. We don't really work out. We just talk politics. Yeah, I mean, so I'm anti-fascist. <laughs> right. That's what we said. It's like our grandfathers were anti-fascist, right? Yeah. I mean, they fell out in World War II. Yeah, I think the like, better name for them is one I heard the other day, Trantifa. Hey, brother, you're on the air. Hey, what's going on? I have to agree with the guy, the priest car. Why do they call them trans? They haven't changed in anything. You're more like cosplaying. You know what I mean? Uh, LARPing. Yeah, when like when we use the word, our favorite 80s cartoon, yours and mine, Transformers, they transformed into something else. You know, they were a truck. More a lot of their the attributes eye. they took on Transformer shirt. <laughs> the vehicles they transformed into. So they haven't changed into anything. They're pretending. Right. Yeah, do you think the Transformers cartoon was a soft was a soft re, you know reveal to us to kind of make us understand what trans what trans means? You know, like do you think that was an early form of grooming kids? Okay. Uh, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I, I may be. I literally bought a Transformer shirt like two nights ago. Like yeah. I, I did. I mean, I get stuck on those. You ever see those uh, Instagram ads about '80s homage oh, TVs? Yeah. Or I think you sent me one of them, like homage or whatever. Yeah. I can't. I can't get enough of that stuff. I do. They got the best fitting shirts you'll ever wear. That's not what I'm wearing right now, but the best fitting shirts you'll ever wear. Those homage shirts. Well, Clay, you just started a conspiracy because you know when they transformed into vehicles, their personalities did take on the attributes of the vehicle and the people that drive those type of vehicles. So. They, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> there you go. You guys are gonna have to cancel Transformers. <laughs> no, it's another thing. Right? Well, they're definitely Decepticons. <laughs> All right, well, what I, what I wanted to say real quick is um, uh, um, when he, when the, when the uh, your guest was talking about issues that affect one ethnicity and not the other. Well, there was one that was abortion. It disproportionately affected blacks, but yet they were the most silent people about it. Like you would talk to the most diehard Demo- black Democrat. I was like. So you're okay with them with late-term abortion? Oh, I don't support that. But you support it with your silence. But that's that's your party. You know what I mean? That's just like me being, even though I'm, I, I serve in a reserve capacity as a policeman, if I'm silent about police corruption, you know, I'm just as complicit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Silence that's, is violence. That's, yeah. That's what black Democrats don't get. No, your silence is a form of consent. You know? And that was a, 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 a example of an issue that disproportionately affects blacks than it did other uh, ethnicities. Another thing, too, was immigration. Immigration disproportionately affected the black community because when President Trump started doing his roundup, well, guess whose employment increased? Black Americans. But yeah. nobody wants to see that, though, right? Correct. So, yeah, um, Enough with all the, you know, these names and, you know, these euphemisms. Now, the only thing that they really hijacked us on that we definitely need to take back, and Clay, we mentioned this early, um, a couple shows ago, but we didn't elaborate on it. One word we need to take back is shaming. Now, we need to bring shaming back. We definitely need to bring bullying back. Yeah. Yep. No, yep. shaming needs to be brought back. If you did something so egregious back in the community, in the fluid community I grew up in, you were shamed all the way to your house. Sometimes, if you were lucky, you catch three butt whoopings. If you picked a fight and got beat, there's one whooping. 
then the neighbor would whoop you. Then you get a whooping when you get home, right? Yep. Derek, so, I got No, we need to bring shaming back. Yeah, Derek, I got to take my break, brother. Appreciate it. Good call. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Sean York, Ron. When necessary, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, guys, this segment is going to be brought to you by, how about what's for lunch today? Today is what, Wednesday? Our lunch specials today out at the Gathering Restaurant is Fried Pork Chop Day. Gosh, I'm never on this side of town on Fried Pork Chop Day at lunchtime. My goodness. Man, look, it is so good. The Fried Pork Chop out there at the Gathering, you get two sides, cornbread, and a drink. But, hey, man, they've also got a full menu of items available. Again, I got the uh, Nashville Hot uh, white meat, white bone-in white chicken last time. Actually, bone-in chicken. Man, I'll tell you what. Bone-in versus bone-off. There's no, It is so much better on the bone. I don't know what it is. It's like a ribeye is better with the bone in it. The flavor is amazing. Anyway, I can go on a whole conversation about that. But uh, get out there today. The Gathering, located on the corner of Highway 463, 463 and 22 in Madison County. And look, don't forget, they got their midweek dinner specials. Two people can eat for 30 bucks. You get your choice of one appetizer and two entrees. The entrees include Southern Cobb Salad, Summer Salad, Livingston Market Salad, Chicken Panay, Chicken Parmesan, Bolognese, the Highway 22 Burger, and Dumbo's Chicken Sandwich. The appetizers include deviled eggs, wings, bone-in or boneless. We just had that conversation. Uh, pimento gratin and spinach dip. Of course, they got add-ons also for a couple extra bucks. You can get shrimp, chicken, or salmon. That's available every Tuesday through Thursday, 4.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Gathering restaurant and uh hey look speaking of food if you're uh, in rankin or madison county i'm not sure if the gathering is on take a break deliveries or not but uh all throughout the jackson area take a break deliveries and the tri- delivers in the tri-county area uh breakfast is only available in madison and rankin county but uh they are in all of hines county and whatnot so check out take a break deliveries locally owned locally operated veteran owned Local food and alcohol delivery service. They got a ton of your favorite locally owned and national chains on there. Uh, the food waits on, they wait on the food. The food doesn't wait on them. I will get that right one day without having to correct myself. Your food's always going to be hot and fresh delivered to your door. And I uh, can't go wrong with Take a Break Deliveries. Check them out online, takeabreakdeliveries.com or download the app, Take a Break Deliveries. Sean, we, uh, we had a, we're having a really good conversation there. Um, this, uh, what Derek, I know what Derek was trying to say, you know, um, the, the abortions clearly disproportionately affect black communities, Mm -hmm. but black communities also, you know, the, especially the religious folks in the community, even if they're Democrat per se, are against abortion, they're against murder, you know? So it, it is interesting, um, with, Let's just say I think the number is like 3,000 abortions in Mississippi a year. And I don't want to get into an abortion conversation, but I will say this. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, we won that battle. The phone lines are shut down. Yeah, <laughs> you know? we, we won that battle. But let's say there's 3,000 abortions a year in Mississippi. I think the way that I think 90% of them were, 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 were black women. Well, I, don't, I don't know the numbers I think on the, the abortion. I thought it was the number I'd heard. No, I could be wrong on that. Let's just say, for conversation's sake, 2,000 of those babies a year mm-hmm. were black. And... You man, you translate that over, multiply that. Should I say over ten years? That's twenty thousand black lives saved. I mean, that's again. I, I would go go on. I would assume that over half the cities in Mississippi don't have twenty thousand people living in them. Right. 
I mean, so you're talking about an entire town of people in the state of Mississippi that won't be aborted that'll be black. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I would think, you know, with all the Black Lives Matter movement and all this, that, and the other, I would think folks would be lined up to celebrate that. You know, it's interesting. This kind of goes back to what we were just talking about uh, with uh, Pete Buttigieg, right, in, mm-hmm. in South Carolina, in terms of, you know, I think you said also we were off air and you were talking about how um, we were talking about Gavin Newsom wouldn't make it through South Carolina, right? Correct. Yeah. We, we both agreed on that. And I think that, like, you know, I don't know if the audience or, you know, public always quite gets this. They don't know how to separate. I don't know if everybody can separate Democrats, you know, like, there's, there's, very liberal Democrats, right, on the side of the party. And then there is conservative Democrats. And generally, black folks fall into your conservative Democrats. Yeah. That's why Biden won in South Carolina in 2020. It's why so you I don't beat- see black folks at these pro-abortion right. and, and yeah. women's rights rallies, for the most part. You for see, the most part, yeah. You see liberal white women and gay guys. Yeah, I mean, black folks are not... <laughs> Died in the wool liberals. I mean, they're just they're gen- uh, just historically not. That's not been the you know the reason that most of them are Democrats is because of uh, you know generally because of John F. Kennedy, the Civil Rights Act of 1964, and the Voting Rights Act of 1965. And that's when they shifted. Before that, they were Republicans. You know, because of Lincoln, right? Mm-hmm. And that sh- didn't that shift did not happen until the uh, early 1960s or sometimes late 1950s. So I think that yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of confusion. Like oh well, you know, black folks are liberals. Uh, no, <laughs> they're, they're not. They're not the ones I know. I mean, I know a lot of. I have a lot of black friends. I'm not just one of those guys that says that. Like, they're not liberals. So, but, you know, I think they, th- that's another thing about people getting lumped into groups. Like, we were just talking about, like, LGBT. Like, homosexuals are lumped in with transgender. Yep. And I think black Democrats get lumped in with, like, the West Coast far I was, liberals. I was thinking the you, same You know what I mean? Thing. Like, yep. and they're not. I mean, and that's, I think they find that pretty interesting. Is, so. Do you think there's a, and we, I want to, this is going to go back to our conversation mm-hmm. about what the Democrats do. Do you think there's a Democrat out there right now on the bench that black folks connect to? That the, the black kind of socially conservative, physically? Because I would think yeah. I would think black folks fall under the complete opposite of me. I'm kind of socially liberal, physically conservative, right? And yeah. I think black folks are the complete opposite, socially uh, conservative. Physically liberal with uh, the welfare system and all that, they've seen very supportive. Of, and certain, of all yeah, that. certainly the government programs, yeah, and those government kinds of programs things, right? and grants and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, who would be like, who's out there? That Roy Cooper in North yeah. Carolina, I think I think he could do well um, if if they knew who he was. Yeah, that's a problem. That's just like I said, nobody knows but, who he but is. Here's right? the thing. Here's the thing that I think hurts him in the black community. And again, just my opinion here, I'm not black, mm. but he was the one that was all pro trans bathroom. Was it him? I thought it was him that started all that. I don't know. I have to look. I mean, that was back in 2016. But then again, I still have this article pulled up, Clay. Trump, transgender people can use whatever bathroom they want from 2016. And I I love you found that because it proves that I can disagree with something and still agree with the overall message. I did not even remember that until um, I was just looking through this stuff. Obviously, we always talk about how this show makes us research. It's on Politico. It's... Post that in the Facebook group. Yeah, I will. I'll do that later so everybody can see yeah. it. Yeah, it's a, and I read it somewhere a couple of days ago and I was like, was he really? <laughs> like, yeah. I just didn't expect that, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, did, because 2016 was so crazy, right? There were so many things happening. You forget what anybody's like political mm-hmm. positions were at the time. So, oh, yeah, there was, there was so much clickbait headlines. Yeah, like, right. I, I mean, just it was like, did not remember this at all. It was, you know, like your Voxes and Huffington Post or the mm-hmm. one, and everybody else, but just on the left side. Yeah. There's all this clickbait, and Breitbart does it too with, with the, anti-left stuff i mean everybody does it we're all anger addicts whether we admit it or not <laughs> right sure <laughs> people scream that they want uh to just hear the news i want an unbiased 
version of the news. No, that no, we don't. They want their echo chambers, right? They, they, they want their echo chamber. It's like I get people that message me that says, "I can't stand when you have that Sean guy on." <laughs> but these are the these numbers do the best numbers of the week, you know, because you know, it's it's two differing opinions, and I think people enjoy it whether they. Or, or, or it's like a car wreck anyway. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm so opposite of that. I like I like smart people that have different opinions than me. me like, I want to, like, hear why someone thinks something and and where, like, you know, maybe something that I would adopt because I didn't think of it that way or mm-hmm. I didn't look at it in, in that context. Not always. I mean, there's things that I'm not going to think about. But I don't want, like, just a, you know, everybody lockstep and just um, agree with me. Actually, it's funny. I, I'm a big fan of the West Wing, right? And they hired a, and the West Wing is a show about a Democratic administration. And they hired a Republican lawyer, and all the staffers were going crazy. They're like, why would you hire a Republican lawyer to work at the you know, White House Council? And then the chief of staff said, the president likes smart people that don't think like him. Yeah. And I think that's the way we should all kind of look at, I mean, look at it and want, or want to strive for. I, mean, look, I know that my brand here on the radio show is uh, kind of all gas, no brakes, right wing, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, and when I'm in here by myself, I'm very combative against an imaginary person. Yeah. But what I, what I really love is, is like Joe Rogan, for instance, he'll have people on his show that are very intelligent that he disagrees with and he'll have real conversations with them in a respectful manner. And that is really what I, what I see myself doing here. Like when you Mm -hmm. and I are here, it's Mm -hmm. like, we can disagree, but we're going to do it respectfully and have a conversation because screaming and shouting, I'm past that. Like, have you seen the one he did with Sanjay Gupta, the doctor yes, on CNN? And they, they don't agree, but I thought that was one of the best shows I'd ever listened to. Well, I, thought, I, th- I thought it proved a lot of points, too, if you were mm-hmm. on the anti-vax side, right, anti-lockdown yeah. side, too. Yeah. It really, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Sean, hold my feet to the fire. I want to get to our conversation that we had off air about um, if if Biden doesn't make it to the next election, or even if he does, or something happens, God forbid. Right. Who do they have? They're going to have to dip into some some something somebody outside of the political realm. Yeah, somebody yep. that's not active in politics currently to step up because their bench they don't have anybody on the bench. Right. Let's talk about it. Sure. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Cron. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends. Hey, look, man, I'm beating it up a little bit this week, but um, Stonington Farms. Uh, today and tomorrow, your last day to get your order in. They're going to be up here Friday in Brandon, Florence, and Ridgeland, dropping off 100% grass-fed, 100% grass-finished, hormone-free, antibiotic-free, mRNA-free. Woo! <laughs> Beef. <laughs> and, uh, man, get you some, man. I'm telling you, I cooked that whole sirloin the other night, and I've been nibbling on it for a couple days. So good. So good. And, look, any order over $60 right now, because they're out of ribeyes. So any order over $60, they're going to throw in a free summer sausage. And, man, I hadn't even had one of their summer sausages. Frankly, I guess I missed that on the uh, on the menu because I would I love a good summer sausage. And some cheese and some crackers, a little hot sauce on it. Come on down, young son. Um, so check them out. I recommend the sirloin and some other stuff. But they got it. They even have a mini cow special right now. And I believe it's, it's starting at like $170. They got it. You can check out their Facebook page, their website. It's all there. Stoningtonfarm.com. That's Stonington with two N's. I've gotten four orders in a row now. We love it at my house. And, uh, every time I, every time I go back and get it, I see a lot of the same faces and more every time. So repeat business is a sign of good business. So check them out, stoningtonfarm.com. you got today and tomorrow to get your orders in for Friday pickup here in the Jackson area. 
All right, Sean. Yeah. Let's jump into it without forgetting. And we got a, we got a great call. I tell you, hold that thought real quick. Tony, yeah. Tony, Tony's on hold. Okay. Let's let Tony rip real quick, and then we're going to get into the Democrat bench. Cool. Hey, Tony, thanks for staying on hold, brother. Hey, you guys. I'm going to tell you at the end of this conversation who will be the person standing as the Democrat pick. But first, I want everyone to know how did black the black culture switch from being conservatives or Republicans to Democrats? We all were close we're close to close to the target, but what happened was when Martin Luther King went to jail, JFK called Martin Luther King's wife. The most powerful man in the day at that time was not Martin Luther King Jr. It was Martin Luther King Sr. When he sent a letter to all of the black churches saying we need to support JFK, that's when the black culture switched over from being Democrats to Republicans. That is that is what did it for the black culture and what happened is most of the black culture don't even remember why we switched over and now i want to tell you who will be the person uh, standing for the democrat party the black culture is very emotional who they're going to put up and i'm telling you this now before it happens believe it or not will be michelle obama she she's a great speaker that means you're right but she's a great speaker and she knows how to tap into the black culture's emotions she will be the last person standing on that side. Remember, I said it first here on your show. Thank you, Tony. Great call, brother. Yep, thanks. Yep. Hey, you know, Tony, and I, I don't think either one of us disagree with you if she'll do it. Yeah, that's, I mean, you know, I've, like I said, I've read her book and, you know, followed her just like anybody else. And she really, she didn't really like being first lady. You know, that was a, I mean, just like Melania didn't like it. There's a lot of people that don't like being first. Hillary Clinton liked it. You know, right? Like she's one of those people liked it. But Michelle Obama, Melania, I think even to a certain extent, Laura Bush, you know, weren't big fans of it. And um, I mean, it's a tough position. You know, you're always under scrutiny and you've got your kids. And I mean, it's just, it's tough. And um, so, um, I, I, she said she won't ever do it. I don't. They're going to have to push her, right? Really, and I just don't. I don't see her, Michelle Obama voluntarily saying, "I want to go back into the White House." I just. Yeah. I mean, I just. I don't see it happening. But. Yeah, I mean, again, for all the reasons you said, I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, do I think that she's the one? I, I, again, I'm not a fan, but I'm just right. saying for all the reasons he just said. Yeah, and for all the uh, cachet that she has and what she could do from a fundraising standpoint. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she, she's a black woman, a, a very black woman in this day and age. I know the, I know all the online stuff about her not being a woman. I, I get all that. I don't want to get into that, even though I just said it. But I, I'm just saying, I'm, before anybody texts me with it. I think Michelle's pretty hot. I'm just going to be oh honest here. That's I it. do. That's I it. do. That's it. Get, I, I do. I'm done. I do. I do. I'm done. And, anyway. I mean, and she's a great man. Can, other okay. than her husband, who else gives a better speech? You said she's a great man? No, I said other than her husband, who gives a better speech? I mean, she can, she can, she can give a speech, man. She can rile folks up. All right, so she's, let's let's go to the Democrat bench. She's on it, yeah. you know. The, and, well, in theory, she's not, but she's she's this other bench over here of people yeah. who aren't in it, who like the wish list, the right? wish, the list, wish right? list, like the Amazon the wish list. Yeah, The Rock, Michelle Obama, you know, Matthew uh, McConaughey. You know. Yeah. No. All right, so legitimate people who are currently involved in politics. Who who are the who are the bright stars, young stars allegedly in the Democrat Party? Well, you know, I saw I went at the break. I had to pull some of this up because some people I forgot about. Do you remember Tim Ryan who ran against JD Vance in Ohio? I do. I mean, he's a moderate Democrat. He'd be a great candidate. Now, I don't know that he doesn't have really have a lot of star power. He did pretty good though, right in in Ohio, and uh, he'd be a you know he'd be a great candidate. I don't know that again. He doesn't have the you know the power yet, but heck. 
Pete Buttigieg was the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, and he propelled that. So why not Tim Ryan? Well, I mean, uh, Mike Pence was the. Uh, I'd never heard of Mike Pence. Right, me either. Until until, 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 until the day they named him, um, named him VP candidate. Yeah. Um, we got a call during the break, and RFK. Dude, he checks off a lot of boxes. Democrat royalty. Still a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, he's a candy. Is it just because he's anti-vax? And he's actually got a vax injury. You know, from a pre... He was anti-vax before COVID. It's about his voice? Is that what it's called? Uh, uh, yeah, I believe it's something from his voice. But he's got a vax injury. You know, from a hmm. previous vaccine incident, uh, allegedly. I mean, that's what I heard. He's got some voice condition, I think. I can't remember what's what the cause of it is. Somebody actually discussed this recently. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, though. I mean, he's got some with his voice, but he's highly, you know, I mean, he's Democrat royalty. I mean, he's, right. like, he's not like one of these third or fourth tier Kennedys. I mean, yeah. this is. I mean, he's Bobby's son, right? Yeah. You know, who so. was murdered by our government. <laughs> Bur- oh, who was the government? Siran, Siran, right? That's yeah. A, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he. If I'm a Democrat, and you got to because I mean, they had that one they rolled out there to do the, to do the, uh, the, the rebuttal to one of Trump's uh, State of the Unions. Oh yeah, that was the um, the one with red hair, guy. red red hair, and he looked nervous. He was sweating, he's, but he's like 28. Well, I think yeah. he was really young. Patrick. Yeah, was that what it was? Patrick. Yeah, I think that's what it. Yeah, I mean, he's so, a kid. Man. So clearly they clearly they they like to tap into the Kennedy name whenever possible. Well, I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, sure. I, I'm all about it. I'm all about jumping into the Kennedy, right? Because I mean, you guys got the you guys were jumping into Bush names, right? Yeah. So I it's kind of like we were talking about the break about royalty, right? Bushes, Kennedys. And- yeah, and I guess I'm contradicting myself a little bit here because I I don't want to get into where I'm electing another Trump or another Bush. I, mm-hmm. I I want fresh blood. I don't want I don't you know same reason you didn't want two Clintons. Yeah, you know yeah. I don't want I don't want a repeat of the Bush family. Right, right. We don't want that. Yeah, there's way too much power for mm-hmm. one family to have through multiple presidencies. I just, I, I'm out. Yeah, you and know? I mean, if it wasn't for Trump, we might have had a third one. I mean, really, yeah. if you think about it, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and of course, I, I don't know if I don't know if he could have beat Hillary, but who knows? Who knows? I, I just mean, don't know. Yeah, the, I think he could have. I always say I think he could have, Jeb. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there was man. You got to remember, there was a lot of people that weren't really obviously happy about voting for Hillary, right? Even yeah. I mean, Democrat. I think there would have been a lot of Jeb Democrats. To be honest, man. With you. Uh, Trump got lucky on some in some in some things because a lot of those Bernie Bros mm-hmm. were so mad. Yeah, true. They they flipped. Yeah, that's right. You know, now would they have still done that? Because would they have still screwed Bernie? That's a good point. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, I know, right? You know, mm. so you know, I don't know. Would Bernie had gotten? Yeah, that's a good point, right? So it'd be interesting to see how that played out. Because mm. uh, and what what are the Bernie Bros now? But. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and, uh, have you ever have you ever dealt with that group, the Bernie Bros? A little bit. Yeah, they are they are horrible, man. I'm gonna be. I mean, y'all got your horrible <laughs> factions, but these dudes are like attacking Democrats that are elected. Like they were before cinema, I guess, switched to independent. They would. I would constantly get these fundraising emails about attacking Kristen Cinema or Joe Manchin. I'm like, why are we attacking Democrats? Like, why? I mean, we're supposed to be attacking Republicans. Like, we're supposed to be yeah. attacking Democrats. Like, why are we doing that? But that's what it's called our revolution, and that they push that. You know, they're really big about mm-hmm. attacking Democrats that they don't see that they don't think are liberal enough, right? Like, that's what they do. And well, I mean, we we definitely have those problems on our side too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, absolutely, you know, all do. So, yeah. I mean, with attacking each other and people who aren't really Republicans playing Republican, right? Right. So we we definitely have it. All right. So uh, again, RFK seems like low hanging fruit to me. Is it? But is it just because he's not on the COVID bandwagon that that he can't? He's not allowed in the. 
into the room, or is it because he has the audacity to stand up and try to run against Obama, uh, run against Biden? I mean, I just think it's it's he, it, you know. I mean, he, let's be honest; he doesn't have a shot, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. I he mean, doesn't have a shot. Day. Yeah, at the end of the day, not as not as a Democrat. I mean, well, let's think about this. I was, a friend of mine called me the other day. What incumbent president do we know of that's ever lost their primary? Like, I guess a none. I, I can't think of anybody. I mean, yeah. Jimmy Carter got primaried by um, Ted Kennedy in uh, 1980, and that got pretty heated. But still, Carter won. And then, of course, lost the election to R- Ronald Reagan. But um, other than that, in, in the, at least the last hundred years or whatever, I can't. I mean, there may be somebody that's a little bit more of a presidential historian than I am, but I'm actually pretty well up on that stuff. I can't think of a time that that's happened, but it may have. But it's sure. not not in our lifetime. You know, I had a call or suggested. Um, well, it wasn't a call. I, I brought it up. But anyway, agreed that, you know, I hear more. a lot of people say, uh, you know, how they like to see a Trump RFK ticket. And mm-hmm. well, that would involve one of them. That would involve RFK flipping to being a Republican. And I don't even know if you can go through the primaries and then flip to be a, a Republican. I, I don't know. Could you, could you go through the Democrat primary, lose, and then say, okay, well, I'll be v, uh, I can be cons- Republican VP? That's a really good question. You know, I think you might be able to. And here's why, right? So let's say you lose the Democratic primary. And Trump wins the Republican primary. Well, he doesn't pick his VP until after he's got the nomination. So the Democratic process is over then, too. And he's just RFK is kind of like a free agent, right, at that point. I mean, I don't know that. I mean, I don't think the party would be happy about it, but I don't know what precludes him from picking anybody he wants at that point. In in theory, if Trump lost the Republican primary, he could rerun as an independent? That's what they're really scared about, right, right, the Republicans are, is that he can start mount a third-party challenge, which I don't think – I think that was something people were worried about before, like maybe last fall. Now it looks like he's full steam ahead to the nomination. Where we – I mean, it could change, obviously, but where we're sitting here today – it looks that way. All right, real quick, we got about a minute before we take our break. Uh, there's really nobody just – there's no bright star on the bench that you just say, this is absolutely next man up. And then you have the, the wish list, right? The, mm-hmm. the, the, the Michelle Obama, yeah. the, the Rock, uh, the Matthew McConaughey's of the world. Uh, do, do, do they try to drag out uh, You know, maybe a, a governor, a former New York governor? Uh, a Cuomo, you know somebody. I don't know, somebody I don't know about Cuomo. Somebody back, with some right? name value. Democrats love big name value. Clearly, Republican. Everybody does. Yeah, it's but, a, everybody's like, guilty of. Do they, of do they have their, Do they have a Trump on the bench somewhere? You know, a celebrity. Michelle. She's got, the one. Michelle. She's the one. I mean, I can't there's think nobody else. One. Yeah. All right, Michelle's the one. Let's take a break. Come back, land the plane for the day with Sean York Cron. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 FM WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Uh, let's just jump straight back into this conversation, Sean. Yep. You just—we were talking about potential VPs. Let's just say Trump is the candidate, wins the primary. Mm-hmm. Potential VPs for Trump. I—I I know a lot of people think DeSantis. They, somebody made a bit of a great point. Said two guys from Florida. It don't—it don't make sense. And it probably not. But I think it's going to be. I don't even think this is the best play. But I think it's Kerry Lake. I think that's who he's going to pick. They've spent a lot of time together. All the indication is kind of pointing you right in that direction. I mean, like I was saying in the break, I, if I was him, I'd pick Tim Scott. And I don't dis- that, that would be the, who I'd pick. And I, I, don't, I don't not like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, and I was just saying, but if you're doing it to try to pander to some black vote, I don't think it works because they've gotten so quick into the Uncle Tom yada 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 stuff that it, it'll dang near have the reverse effect. I believe. For if you're mm-hmm. trying to convert any black Democrats to vote because you got a black guy, and you said, well, it does help deflect the racist argument. That's what I would do. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be trying to get all this black vote. I would be trying to def- deflect 
that kind of argument, like saying that, you know, I'm a racist or this kind of stuff that people shoot at Trump. That would help deflect that, I think. And also, Tim Scott, uh, Tim Scott is a very qualified candidate. Of all the people that are running, he's, he's, he's really qualified to do it. So, yeah, I played I mean, it. I played his interview from The View last week. I watched it too. I watched it live. And yeah. I was blown away by him. And of course, mm. some, some callers, uh, think he's just deep state and you know right. this that and the other and like everybody's deep state we're gonna have to pick our poison a little bit i thought he handled Whoopi pretty good too man yeah. i thought he's like hey this is it man yeah i mean yeah. i mean look mike pence came out of nowhere to me so yeah. maybe, maybe there's somebody out there you know coming out of nowhere because it's gonna I, you're voting for trump you're not voting for a vp so it might not right. matter sean thank you brother thanks good show today thank you everybody i'll be back tomorrow mike madison up next on wyab Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.